Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Eye on the Ball. We're back here again, and it is championship round breakdown. Yes, it's another NFL week. You guys, we have a break this weekend. No football going on this weekend, so next Tuesday's episode, you'll get a bit of a break from the football talk. If you want to hear about other sports, I'll be checking out some other stories, some other developments. Uh, we'll talk about the MLB season. Is that's that's going to get started real soon? We're we're almost back into the MLB season. If you can believe it, spring training is right around the corner. So I'll talk about some of the things that I didn't get to talk about during my little hiatus from this show uh, for those few weeks back in December slash January. Uh, and you know we'll we'll just get to talk about a lot of different things this next week. But today is all about the championship round and I want to really break it down because these were amazing games you guys I sat down for both of them uh, watched through both of them because they were both fantastic the Eagles game started it out Eagles versus the 49ers so you knew I wasn't going to miss that one no doubt but I also had to watch the Chiefs versus the Bengals because there's no way there's no way I could miss this game there's, there's just no way. And so I have a nice breakdown for you guys in this one. It was amazing to watch. It was so much fun to watch. And I'm going to have fun breaking it down for you guys here. So, so let's start out with the first game of the day. And that was, of course, the 49ers in Philadelphia to face the Eagles. My Eagles. Let's see how this broke down. So my prediction for this game last week, if you were not here to hear that, I predicted the Eagles would come out 27-20 victors in this game. You know, they had a very strong game against the Giants, 38-7 in that one. The 49ers, they played all right against the Cowboys, and, you know, I expected them to play well. You never really count them out, especially that offense and that defense is one of the best in the league. So you never want to count them out of the game. So 27-20 felt like, you know, a safe prediction. It felt very safe. I wasn't really going for a blowout or anything there. I thought it could be very close. And it looked like it was going to be to start this game, right? Because the Eagles did start off strong, right? They started off very strong in this one. They marched right down the field and Hurts ended up launching one. Mind you, before this game started, again, he said that his shoulder wasn't feeling anywhere near 100%. Again, just like last week, you'd never know. You'd never know that it didn't feel 100% because he started this game pretty much just a few plays in by launching one down the field for Devontae Smith, who brought it down one-handed. And, you know, some think this catch was controversial. It got a lot of talk uh, from the commentator team uh, during the game. And, you know, it's one of those catches that, that, some people question, but you know, at the end of the day, it did seem like it was caught fairly in bounds. It was one heck of a catch from Devonte Smith, and regardless of whether you know he was in bounds, out of bounds, didn't matter. The Eagles were able to hurry back to the line and get a playoff before a challenge flag was thrown. So at the end of the day, it didn't matter whether he was in bounds or not. They managed to make it stick and. Two plays after that catch, the Eagles found themselves in the end zone as Miles Sanders basically walked right in from about five yards out, just found a perfect opening up the middle, ran it right up the gut, and walked right into the end zone to make it 7-0 Eagles. And uh, 
it's pretty safe to say that the 49ers bad luck started soon after this on their following drive Brock Purdy had his arm snapped back on a strip sack by Hassan Reddick and it just it knocked him out for the rest of this half he ended up with a nerve injury in his shoulder which left his hand numb and well you know, I'll spoil it now. He ended up coming back into this game in the second half. I still don't know how, as they were even saying during the game uh, from the injury report that he probably wouldn't be able to feel his hand uh, and be able to feel his fingers for about another day or so. So how he managed to come back into this game is beyond me. But in the meantime, they had fourth string quarterback because mind you guys Brock Purdy was their third string quarterback they lost two quarterbacks before this during the season Uh, and so they had to bring in their fourth string quarterback Josh Johnson and you know it went about as well as you can expect from a fourth string quarterback Uh, didn't have a very good time of it got absolutely wrecked by Hassan Reddick in one of his first couple of snaps and you know at the end of the day though they held on for a little bit and the 49ers defense did what you would expect them to do they came in and they shut the Eagles down for several drives after that forcing them to punt uh, limited to I think only one or two first downs for those couple of drives and eventually eventually the 49ers were able to capitalize through what was called and I'm also going to call it the McCaffrey drive Christian McCaffrey, as dangerous as they come, as he was able to make a few really nice catches and break off a huge run thanks to some blockers and some nice moves by him himself and ended up bringing it in for the score to tie it up 7-7. And, you know, it it was a very, very good drive for the 49ers in that one. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's just always so scary. And he was one of the players that I was most worried about coming into this game as the Eagles' biggest... I'd say their biggest Achilles heel is probably their run defense. They're great with the pass defense. They are just absolutely locked down in that area, but I feel like they sometimes have trouble with the running game, Um, but not in this one except for this drive. And the Eagles, I mean, they didn't take this one laying down. They didn't didn't allow it to stay tied for very long as they just, they marched downfield playing relatively small ball most of the way, taking advantage of several defensive errors from the 49ers in this one. And that really became the story of the game uh, throughout this throughout this matchup is the 49ers defense just slowly collapsing. And you could see it just, you know, penalty after penalty, flag after flag coming in. And the Eagles took full advantage of it, eventually being able to break off a run. And again, through Miles Sanders, who was able to run it in for yet another score to make it 14-7 Eagles. And, you know, Johnson... He just had such a rough time of it, you guys. He dropped a straight-up snap, just straight-up missed it, bounced off his fingertips uh, deep in their own territory, relatively deep anyway, um, and the Eagles were able to fall on it and recover it, and they capitalized on it as well as Boston Scott just kind of shot into the end zone on a beautiful run down the sideline. Uh, Just... It's incredible what this running game is able to do. It doesn't matter if it's Sanders. It doesn't matter if it's Scott. It, you know, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Gainwell. Gainwell doesn't get enough respect um, for what he's able to do for this offense. 
it's incredible what this team has put together, whether it's in the passing game or the running game. You never know what they're going to do because they can do it all. Hertz can throw and run. The running game through Sanders, Scott, and Gainwell is so strong. The passing game, whether it's Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, the obvious targets, or you get someone like Dallas Goddard or Zach Pascal, you can continue to name all these different people that just make this offense come alive and be so unpredictable. And, you know, Scott was a perfect example on this run, just continuing to to change it up, you know, in this one. And it was 21-7, and that's how the half ended. Now, Josh Johnson did get injured towards the end of this first half. He was checked out for a concussion and didn't end up coming back into the game. Christian McCaffrey did take a couple snaps at the end of the first half, but that wasn't going to stick for them as they did bring in the injured Brock Purdy for the second half. Now, the second half, the start of the second half, saw the Eagles extend their lead even further with Hertz driving downfield, the entire team driving downfield, showing off the legs a little bit, and eventually Hertz just rushed his way into the end zone for yet another score. You know, this was really about the running game uh, throughout this one. You know, the passing game wasn't exactly as sharp as it normally is there were some very nice catches obviously there was that catch uh, for Devontae Smith at the beginning of the game and there were some very nice completions throughout but the real focus in this one really was the running game and eventually just finding these little holes for these players to take advantage of whether it was the running backs or whether it was Jalen Hurts himself able to find those holes and just make his way down the field and so it's 28-7, you know, at this point, and really the 49ers just could not get anything going. They could not anything going on offense at all in this one. The Eagles defense just continuously shut them down. You had a couple nice plays here and there. Debo Samuel making some nice catches and runs. Christian McCaffrey doing what he does to make things interesting. But at the end of the day, they just could not get it going. They could not you know, they, they just couldn't drive it down the field at all. Um, and the Eagles, they tacked on three more to make it 31-7. And really, the story towards the end of the game in this one was the fight that broke out on the field, including a player getting pretty much straight up thrown. Uh, that was an Eagles player that got thrown. Both players got suspended. Uh, one player from the 40, 49ers and one player from the Eagles in this one. Uh, after that fight, they managed to break things up. And you could see... You could see the Eagles trying to stay away from it. You could see players like Hurts uh, and really most of the team just trying to stay away from this fight because the last thing you want is to have any major players suspended for the Super Bowl. So you just kind of had them trying to, to separate it as peacefully as possible. Players staying out of the way, letting the officials handle it. But really, it was broken up relatively quickly. Well, I don't know if you could say quickly. It actually went on for quite some time, but they managed to get everyone separated to the sidelines to finish the game out. And, you know, just to make things worse for the 49ers in this one, they did fumble the ball right at the end uh, with the Eagles taking over right at the end there. So that makes the Eagles the first team to go to the Super Bowl uh, this year in these 2023 playoffs. And just what a showing from them. Yet another huge victory. You know, they really showed up in this one. They The defense was absolutely lights out. 
left and right, whether it was uh, Brandon Graham, whether it was Hargraves, whether it was Hassan Reddick, whether it was Fletcher Cox, whether it, it didn't matter. Everyone was playing so, so, so well in this one. The offense was just showing off everything they can do in every respect. Again, the running game was just masterful in this one uh, when they got the opportunity. So a huge win for the Eagles in this one. They are going to Phoenix for the Super Bowl. It's going to be an amazing one, but let's see who is going to join them there. We have the Bengals versus the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and my prediction for this one was a Chiefs victory, 31 to 20, and you know, it was close all the way through this game. This entire game was so unbelievably close, you guys. I think it's probably, probably the closest game of the playoffs there have been a few really close ones including the Bengals game up against the Ravens but at the end of the day I think this one takes it takes the cake for the closest game in these playoffs and probably the closest game we're going to see uh, and it, it was absolutely incredible to watch all the way through Mahomes was in for this one and actually Travis Kelsey was questionable for this game there was a possibility that he wasn't going to be able to start this game but he was in there and boy did he play well I'm sure the Chiefs are so thankful that he was in this game because his ability his performance in this one was absolutely top notch. Now, the Chiefs were a little bit unlucky to start the game, managed to push all the way downfield and almost had the touchdown, you know, had a beautiful pass, Mahomes into the end zone, but just could not come up with the catch to finish it off, and they had to settle for a field goal, but, you know, the Chiefs do strike first in this one, make it 3-0, and Burrow pretty early on you know okay hot take here I need to talk about this you guys because uh, I, I don't think this gets enough attention honestly personally I find Burrow to be one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL uh, for things like this he's just too slow on the ball I could go into more in depth maybe I will next week with a little bit of it but I don't want to hold you guys too long I want to review this game but Burrow Sacked three times in a row, brought down three times in a row in an early drive here, four times in the first half, just not, not feeling it in this one. He really wasn't too slow to get the ball out. Chiefs were quick to get to him and it was just a rough time. Now the Chiefs were able to tack on three more to make it 6-0 with a nice drive, pushing the ball downfield very steadily with some great plays all around. This was another all around performance. That I'll talk a little bit more about in my wrap up of the game, but it was 6-0 Chiefs after this drive. It's also worth mentioning again, again, this is where Burrow just kind of struggled in this one. There was a point, you know, kind of midway through this first half where Burrow had as many sacks as he had completions. Four and four in this one. It was just a rough time for him. Now, he did turn that around as the game progressed. However, it just goes to show kind of where this game was headed or where it seemed to be headed uh, if things had continued. Now, the Bengals did make a good push downfield on their next drive to make it six to three. So they were able to bring it a little closer, keep things interesting, keep things close. Uh, but the chiefs were the first to strike for real with a beautiful touchdown drive. Uh, 
Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, you know, that classic, classic link up between those two. It was on full display here. It was absolutely gorgeous to watch, and it allowed the Chiefs to go up 13-3. to And Burrow's woes continued as Burrow, he was intercepted on his next drive by Watson. Just another rough time. Four sacks in this first half. An interception. It just was not going the Bengals way in this first half at all. And they almost got picked off again soon after. They almost got picked off again, but they lucked out that time with a pass interference call. It was pretty blatant, you have to say. It's not like it was a controversial call or anything, but they got lucky with the penalty in that one and couldn't quite capitalize the way they, the way they would have hoped. Uh, had to settle for three and ended up making it 13-6 to six to end the first half. And the Bengals, I mean, mind you, they did come back to tie it in the second half. They came back ready to tie this one up, and they succeeded. Burrow showing off the legs to get a nice first down on this drive, and then eventually was able to pull off a beautiful, beautiful throw. Higgins jumping into space to pull this one down for the touchdown to tie it up 13-13. to now, the Chiefs were not going to just take that, though. They, they, you know, this game was really all about just, you know, call and response, call and response. And the Chiefs had it every step of the way. And really, the, the name of the game in this drive was Valdez Scantling with some great conversions, including one where he managed to just reach his arm out, stretch out as far as he could to cross the line that they needed the first down marker. And, you know, they challenged the play even because initially they were marked short but he managed to get his arm across and get the first down before making a beautiful catch I mean absolutely gorgeous you guys absolutely gorgeous catch in the end zone from his back to make it 20 to 13 Chiefs and Mahomes, uh, Mahomes did have a huge blunder with all of the amazing play that he was able to pull off throughout this game. He had a major blunder as he simply dropped the ball on their next drive, just simply dropped the ball pretty deep into Chiefs territory. Um, And, you know, the Bengals, they weren't just going to let that slide. They weren't just going to let that go to waste. They capitalized on a great fourth down conversion through a beautiful pass downfield by Joe Burrow before running it in for the score 20 to 20. And we were getting down to the end of things here and you know, the chiefs, they weren't done yet. And it was Burrow's second interception of the game. And this one was a team effort. This one, you know, I love these kinds of interceptions. I love these kinds of plays where you have one, player tipping the ball the other catching it and bringing it back uh and i love those kinds of plays i find those to be some of the funniest interceptions that you will see and it's almost like a double insult just like all right we're gonna play pinball for a hot second before taking the ball from you i you know i love it isaiah pacheco had just an amazing run on the chiefs next drive and it was fun but at the end of the day the chiefs couldn't capitalize they just couldn't capitalize on it and they had to send the ball back the Bengals way 
but the Bengals themselves couldn't capitalize, had to punt it away, hoping to maybe send it into overtime. However, Sky Moore, the rookie, had other plans as he took it 27 yards to around midfield on the punt return to set the Chiefs up with amazing field position with less than a minute left, and Mahomes was able to show off the magic, and the Bengals also sealed their own fate on a third and four Mahomes on that injured ankle showed off the legs showed off the speed to get over to the sideline get past the first down marker and when he was ran out of bounds Osai Osai pushed him Osai pushed him after both feet were clearly in the white clearly out of bounds and ended up giving up 15 yards of field position putting the Chiefs in prime field goal position with just a few seconds left. And Harrison Butker, he wasn't going to miss from 45 yards out. He put it straight through to make the final score 23-20. to And I just have to say, the Chiefs all-around play. Like the Eagles, they had everything going for them in this one. They had the offense going through Isaiah Pacheco. They had McKinnon. They had Valdez Scantling. They had Kelsey. Mahomes was able to even show off some legs with an injured ankle at the end of the game to help the Chiefs get that last field goal they needed to win this one. It was absolutely incredible. On the defensive side, the biggest name I would say in this one is Chris Jones, who managed to get two sacks, including a huge one late on in the game. And it just, it was absolutely incredible all-around play from the Chiefs in this one. The Bengals did put up one heck of a fight, but at the end of the day, there were some costly mistakes from Joe Burrow and this Bengals team to fall just a little bit short of another Super Bowl. The Chiefs, on the other hand, going to their third Super Bowl in four years. Can they pick up another ring? Well, that's what we're going to talk about next in this. To round out this episode, I want to give my prediction for the Super Bowl. We are two weeks out, so I will probably reiterate this uh, this prediction next Tuesday. However, I do want to give it to you guys while we're talking about it. So, we have the Chiefs going up against the Eagles in Arizona. And who do I think is going to win this one? I'm going to go with the Eagles, you guys. I have to. With the way that this team has been performing on both sides of the ball, the defense is on fire. The offense is finding all different ways to find the end zone, whether it's through the passing game, whether it's through the running game. They are so, they are showing their strength on all sides of the ball. And as long as everyone's healthy, as long as Hurts is doing all right in this one. If his shoulder is even at the level that it was in this game over the weekend, we will be fine there. As long as Lane Johnson is in, we will be fine there. Hassan Reddick, as long as he is in, we are good there. And all these other players are going to perform for us. And I have no doubt that if if the Eagles are healthy, if the Eagles are ready to go in this one, they are going to beat the Chiefs in this Super Bowl 57 match. There's just no way that they lose it. My final score prediction. Now, with all that being said, my final score prediction, I'm not predicting a blowout. 
I am predicting a very high score, but I think it's going to be on both ends. As great as the Eagles defense has been, as great as I think it could be in this game, I know what Mahomes and this team is capable of. They have Isaiah Pacheco in the run game, and I know that our you know that the Eagles defense is a little weak when it comes to the running game at times. Some days they are very strong in stopping the run game. Others, not at all. So this could be a very interesting one. I think Pacheco could be a huge weapon for the Chiefs in this one. And obviously they have Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And that's another thing. We have brother versus brother in this Super Bowl, you guys. We have Jason Kelsey going up against Travis Kelsey. And the only disappointing factor about it is that they won't be on the field at the same time because they're both offensive players. I would love to see those two go directly up against each other unfortunately we're just not going to see that but I think it could be close I think it's going to be a close one at the end of the day I don't think it's going to be a blowout lots of points are going to be up on the board though my final score prediction for Super Bowl 57 is Eagles 35 the Chiefs 27 that is my final score prediction and I am going to stick by it I don't think there's any way that I Uh, change it up unless we get a report of an injury from either side you know some something like that would be really the only thing that would change my mind in this final score prediction but 35 27 that's my final score prediction for the Super Bowl this year you guys and I've had so much fun covering this season and covering the playoffs but I am of course excited to get into some new content change it up for you guys because it's been a lot of NFL 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 and there's obviously things going on other in other places of the sports world so That's the end of this episode, you guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode of Idiots in the News. And then, of course, back on Friday for a roundup in your news week. But until then, make sure you have a great Tuesday, you guys. A great rest of your week. And I'll continue to reiterate that as the week goes on. But we'll see you later.